0: Victoria Medeiros entered Susan's bakery and immediately inhaled the aroma of beignets. They smelled divine, which wasn't a surprise, since this was a favorite shop for so many New Orleans locals. The line at the counter was long. She glanced at her watch to make sure she had time before heading over to the television station to prepare for her show and saw that she didn't. The line was moving at a slow pace, and waiting wasn't an option today. She had been elated when her boss, Mr. Richards, had called her into his office last month to let her know that due to her hard work and dedication, as well as her popularity with the television audience, she was getting promoted and would be switching from the morning slot to the noonday hour. She would be joining two other women in a very popular talk show called Talk It Up. Guest slots had already been filled for the next six months, and she was very impressed with the lineup. She knew the other two women, Deborah Morris and Iceland Cruz, had been doing the show for a while, Deborah was a veteran with the network, and Victoria was eager to learn from her. Victoria was about to turn around to leave when she hit what felt like a solid wall. It was only when a hand reached out to steady her and keep her from falling that she realized it hadn't been a wall, but a man. Hey, you're little Nolan, aren't you? Victoria cringed. She hated when people who knew her oldest brother referred to her as if she didn't have her own name or identity she looked up into the smiling and handsome face of Tanner Jameson. Tanner was good friends with her brothers and male cousins. She was surprised he recognized her, since it had been years since she'd last seen him. She figured most women would have felt honored to have been recognized by one of the most eligible bachelors in Houston, and he was certainly that. Tanner was extremely good looking. She remembered that he was best friends with her cousin, Blade Medeiros. In fact, she recalled that Blade, Tanner and another one of their close friends, Wyatt Bannister, had been known as notorious bachelors. Years ago, in her late teens, she'd eavesdropped on a conversation between one of her brothers and male cousins to learn just how notorious Blade, Tanner, and Wyatt were. Blade had since settled down and married Samari, and they had a beautiful little girl. However, last she heard, Tanner and Wyatt were still out there on the prowl and sowing their wild oats. Yes, I'm Nolan's sister. Victoria. His smile widened. Victoria, that's right. Now I recall Miss Felicia Laverne mentioning that you were here in New Orleans. Victoria lifted an eyebrow when a red flag suddenly went up. When had he talked to her great-grandmother, and why would her name come up in their conversation? You talked to Mama Laverne? I sure did. I dropped by Blade's house earlier this year, and she was there visiting. She'd made her delicious bread pudding and invited me to talk to her while we ate some and drank coffee. At least I drank coffee. Miss Felicia Laverne had tea. We had a nice chat. You did? Yes. Victoria wanted to ask what their chat had been about, but knew that wouldn't be the proper thing to do. However, she did want to know when their conversation took place. And when exactly was this? I know you said earlier this year, but do you remember the exact month? If he found her inquiry odd, he didn't say so. It was in January. He said. I specifically remember the month because I dropped by to watch the NFL playoffs with Blade. Victoria nodded. Her grandmother had summoned her to Whispering Pines in February, the month after her chat with Tanner. Interesting. Miss Felicia Laverne even gave me a couple of gift cards to this bakery, he said, and nodded. She said the owner was the granddaughter of an old friend who'd sent her a few gift cards as a Christmas gift. Since she knew I was headed this way, she passed those gift cards on to me. Um, Interesting, her great grandmother had given some of the same gift cards to her as well. Had she done so hoping that she and Tanner would run into each other here? That was nice of Mama Laverne, I thought so too. She knows how much I like sweets and was looking out for me. Victoria shook her head, the man was being played and didn't even know it. She was about to ask him more about his meeting with her great grandmother and the gift cards when he asked her a question. How do you like New Orleans, Victoria? She couldn't help but notice all the female attention Tanner was getting. Because of her brothers and older male cousins, she was used to seeing women's reactions to them. Some things never changed when it came to a good looking man, and she had to hand it to him. Tanner was definitely good looking. I like it. I've been working at a television station here for almost two years now, but I live in Catalina Cove. That's an hour drive from here. I'm familiar with the place. It's a beautiful little town. Yes, it is, she agreed. Are you in town visiting or sightseeing, she asked him. No, I'm opening a new club in town. You are? Yes, it's the third gentleman's club to open, and the first one outside of Texas. Victoria had heard all about the gentlemen's clubs that he co-owned with Blade and Wyatt. From overhearing her brother's talk, the members of the all-male club were far from being gentlemen of any kind. She'd heard what went on in their clubs, especially about the strippers who were hired to entertain the men. All legal, but definitely pushed to the extreme. Women who went to the club had to be invited by the members. Congratulations on the opening of your new club. I'm sure it will do well. Now, if you will excuse. How about dinner? She tilted her head. You're asking me out to dinner? He chuckled. Yes, nothing wrong with that, is there? You're the sister and cousin to several of my close friends. That's the least I can do, since it's like I'm practically a member of your family anyway. And I did tell your great-grandmother while I was here that I would check on you. He chuckled again. In fact, she all but insisted I did. Oh, She did, did she? From the sound of it, Mama Laverne was making sure that their paths crossed here in New Orleans. Was Tanner the man Mama Laverne had chosen for her? A man who wore bachelorhood like a badge of honor? A man who'd been just like her brother Nolan and several male cousins that Mama Laverne had successfully married off? Did Mama Laverne actually believe Tanner Jameson would give up his man-whore ways for her? Victoria? She looked up at him. Yes? Will you have dinner with me? I just flew in today and haven't had a chance to go grocery shopping yet. She blinked. You're moving to New Orleans? His smile widened and she noticed several women in the bakery who weren't hiding the fact they were listening to their conversation and seemed to be holding their breath waiting for his answer. Yes, we bought an old nightclub that needs renovations. It's easier for me to move here temporarily while the work is being done than to fly in two to three times a week. She nodded. How convenient for Mama Laverne. And how long do you think the renovations are going to take? Our plans are to have the club open and ready to jam with a New Year's Eve party. There was no doubt in her mind it would be one wild party. Then I'm sure it will be ready. He glanced at his watch. So are you free for dinner tonight? Honestly, she wasn't. However, if he was the man Mama Laverne had chosen for her, then the opportunity would present itself for them to run into each other again. Tonight, she already had plans. Her cousin Christy was flying into town to attend a conference, and Victoria promised she'd pick up Christy from the airport and have dinner with her. I'm sorry, Tanner, but I have a prior dinner engagement. Maybe some other time. If he was disappointed, he didn't show it. In fact, his smile widened even more. How about a rain check, he asked. A rain check will be fine. What's your phone number? He asked her, pulling out his cell phone. Victoria told him her phone number, and he punched it into his phone. When she heard her phone ring in her purse, he said, And now you have mine as well. If you ever need anything, just call. He slid his phone back inside his jacket. You take care, little Nolan. She was about to remind him that her name was Victoria and not little Nolan, but decided not to waste her time. You take care too. She then quickly left the bakery to get to work on time. A short while later, Tanner Jameson walked out of the bakery smiling. Women, he just had to love them, and he did. While standing in line, he got numbers from four different women all nice-looking single ladies with bodies he couldn't wait to try out. He had a feeling he wouldn't regret the six months he would be living in New Orleans. His phone rang when he reached his car, and he quickly clicked on, recognizing the ringtone. What's going on, Blade? Just checking to see if the renovations are on schedule. Blade Medeiros and Wyatt Bannister were his partners in several financial ventures, including the nightclubs they owned. They had purchased their first club years ago, when all three had been single men on the prowl. They'd figured if women could have a place like Sisters, a nightclub in Houston that catered to females, then there was nothing wrong with them establishing a club that catered to men. Blade was the only one of the three who'd since gotten married. Although he didn't frequent the club like he used to, he was still a partner. I met with your construction manager earlier. I went straight there from the airport, Tanner said, opening his car door to get in. I think we might be ready by New Year's Eve. Since Blade and his twin brother, Slade, owned a construction business, they would be using Blade's company for the renovations. Let's hope so. The construction manager I've assigned for the job, Hank Brighton is good. He's going to make sure we dot every I and cross every T to open on time. By the way, have you checked into your condo yet? Not yet, but already I've checked out quite a few beauties here in New Orleans. My black book is filling up. I definitely won't get bored while I'm here. Blade chuckled. I'm sure you won't. I don't know who's worse, you or Wyatt, Tanner grinned. You mean since you got married and removed yourself from the picture? Wyatt has always been worse than the two of us put together, because he takes after his old man in his younger days. Yes, you're right about that, Blade agreed. Oh, And by the way, guess who I ran into at the bakery a short while ago, Tanner then said. Who? Your cousin, little Nolan. It's been quite a while since I've seen her. She looks good, man. Definitely not a kid anymore. I asked her to dinner, but she had other plans. You asked Victoria to dinner? Are you crazy? You know better than to hit on any of my female relatives, Tanner. They're off limits. Relax, Blade. My invitation was nothing more than a friendly gesture. I wasn't coming on to her. I had told Miss Felicia Laverne that I would look her up when I moved to New Orleans. Damn, man, I hope you haven't fallen into my great-grandmother's trap. Trap? What are you talking about? After taking Nolan off the singles market, Mama Laverne has made Victoria next on her to marry off list. So unless you wanna be the man Mama Laverne marks as Victoria's future husband, I suggest you keep your distance. Shit, Tanner thought. Everyone knew about Blade's great-grandmother's matchmaking track record, even when marriage was the last thing on their minds. Blade was a prime example of the older woman's shenanigans. Come to think of it, I noticed that you and Mama Laverne talked for a long time that Sunday when you dropped by and she was here. Tanner swallowed. Yes, but we were talking about a lot of stuff, mainly about some cruise she plans to take this fall and how good she was at playing bingo. Are you saying Victoria's name didn't come up, not once? Tanner swallowed again. When I mentioned my plans to move to New Orleans to oversee the club renovations, she mentioned Victoria worked here. That's when she suggested that, being a family friend, I should look her up. Tanner then recalled something else. Oh, and that bakery that I just left after running into Victoria? Yeah, what about it? Your grandmother is the one who told me about it, suggested I try out some of their baked goods. She even gave me a few gift cards for free coffee and Danish rolls. Um, Did you not wonder how a little old lady in Texas would know anything about a bakery in New Orleans? Tanner shrugged. Yes, when I asked, she said the owner was the daughter of a friend of hers. That's how it always starts, Blade sighed. She connives with the old cronies in her church group who want to marry off their grands or great-grands as well. That's how she arranged for Lee to marry Carly. Tanner didn't like the sound of that. I bet you anything that she gave Victoria some of those same gift cards with the intention of the two of you running into each other. It appears her plan worked. She set you up real nice-like. Tanner resented the amusement he heard in Blade's voice. Miss Felicia Laverne might manipulate her family members into marriage, but she can count me out of it. Nice try, Tanner, but you and Wyatt have been my best friends for years, so don't think she doesn't consider you as part of the family. So the way I see it, It's too late to count you out. Tanner disagreed. Sex was sex, and a serious relationship with a woman was something altogether different. They were mutually exclusive in his book. He only had time for sex and nothing more. Engaging in a relationship for a specific purpose, like marriage, was way out of the league he intended to keep playing in. It's not too late, and since now that I'm on to what she's trying to do, I will keep my distance from Victoria. Not sure you can at this point, Blade said. Tanner frowned. Watch me.